Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio today. You know, that makes me happy. We've got with us Chris Barnett. He is the Pearl Boys Track and Fit. Field head coach. He has been named Coach of the Year by the United States Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association. Oh my gosh, that's a long name there, Chris. <laughs> but not once, but I think twice. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Thank and you. And then, if I am correct, Pearl High School's Boys Cross Country holds the most state championships in cross country in the entire state, correct? That's correct. And there may be a better way of saying that, but y'all good. How about that? <laughs> so congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I love this story because obviously you are the head um, coach there at, at Pearl for the boys. Are you also for the girls? or is, or is I am it not for the, the girls. girls. Okay. So for the boys. And this all started kind of like in your bloodline because you first was your dad who coached there. So get t- take us back. Take us back to when you even got introduced to like the sport of cross country and like how your dad um, ended up at Pearl as well. Okay. My dad, he actually went to Mississippi College, and at Mississippi College he actually uh, met a man by the name of Joe Walker who ended up, uh, was the head coach there at Mississippi College. And then we had, he eventually, Joe Walker himself, ended up moving uh, to the University of Florida, was the head coach there, coached uh, multiple Olympians, and then co- uh, coached also at Ole Miss. Well, back at Mississippi College, my dad actually was uh, working as a trainer on the football team and as the uh, trainer for the track team and ended up uh, getting to know Joe Walker and just seeing the type of man he is and the type of mentor that he was and just loved to be able to be a part of everything that he was doing. That's where he, he got a lot of his ideas and thoughts about how to build a team and how to be successful with everything that you know he did in his particular career. And then from, from the Mississippi College aspect of it, he ended up uh, getting a job and graduating and, and going to Pearl. Once he actually got to Pearl, he actually um, wanted to be a football coach, to be honest with you, and coached football there at Pearl his first year and was the uh, track coach there at the junior high and also for the ninth grade team. So he actually wasn't the head coach the actual first year. After his first year um, of being the coach there, he ended up moving the very next year. They actually um, were looking for a head cross-country coach, and he ended up taking over the uh, 
the cross country that season actually in 1978 was the first season of the MHSAA to where they recognized the championships for when this actually started and uh this year actually uh was the 46th year of that so but the very first year was 1978 my dad his first cross country meet because he worked with track and football he was never there at uh, mississippi college for any of the cross country or anything like that but so his first cross country meet that he ever saw was actually uh one that he actually coached in so that was pretty uh welcome pretty to special. high school sports sometimes <laughs> yes. right yes. <laughs> they throw you in there that's right. That's right. So, um, so anyway, he ended up uh, that particular year. Uh, they actually won the state championship his first year as a coach, and uh, they they had had cross country in the past at Pearl, but uh, it wasn't recognized by the Mississippi High School Activity Association as a uh, sanctioned sport. And a lot of sports go through that before they actually become uh, sports. Even in today's world, a lot of them become they start out as something, and then it ends up um, moving into a sanctioned sport. But um, but before then, they actually um, they had a coach there that had some pretty good athletes and did well. And, of course, he brought in a lot of his new ideas and things of that sort to the program there in 1978 that he had learned from Joe Walker there at um, – Mississippi College while he was there. And then he ended up, uh, that same season, ended up, that was his first year as the head track coach as well. And um, he was obviously successful. Um, they didn't win the state championship that year in track, but he ended up going on from that point to win um, a total. My dad, whenever he actually retired, 43 state championships. That was all the way up until wow. uh, his last year of 2012 which um, he actually was my boss for one year as not the track coach, and then I was the track coach, and he was just the athletic director at that time. And the complex there at Pearl, Woody uh, Marnett Track and Field Complex, is named after your dad and his legacy and all he did there. So watching your dad, obviously, I'm assuming he never ran in track and field either or cross he, country. He, he, didn't, he did not. And so, I, yeah. yeah, and then to, to be able to translate, because that goes to show that so much of a coach isn't just a necessarily technicality of the sport which I feel like anyone can learn, but it's leadership and being able to coach. There's so many other skills that come into to having that kind of legacy with wins. What made you want to do it <laughs> well, or, like, step into those shoes? Well, um, I, I would say from a, from a very young age, so just to kind of give you an idea, um, I was born in 1982, and obviously he was a couple of years into the program. And when I was younger, my dad would actually have – track camps during the summer and because i had been around it and of course you know just like with my son now uh anytime we have a meet it's a real good place to be able to come up there and run around on the infield while we're you know having the events um you know once the field events are over with to be able to kind of run around and do uh see and be a part of you know watching the sport itself but uh he would have track camps so when he had the track camps during the um during the summertime, I actually, because I had just been around it, and just like with anything I think that any of us would say in life, that once you're around it enough or see it enough, you're actually able to start, you know, teaching others. So even as a, you know, a six, seven, eight, nine-year-old, I was able to go to those camps, be able to help coach and show and kind of present to uh, other kids that, um, you know, eventually become a big part of our program, even at a young age during that 
you know particular time to to see that and um that so was why pearl for you i mean i get maybe wanting to follow in your dad's footsteps follow in woody's footsteps and be a coach but it seems like the legacy didn't scare you i think is where i'm getting at like you wanted to walk right into it and literally you picked up the pace right after you know he retired from your 43 state championships out of 46 possible years i mean that's pretty impressive um i mean so what was it that drew you back to to pearl and specifically well I'm going to back up just two yeah. years before I started at Pearl. So I was the um, the head coach at Startwell for two years and uh, was able to get the head coaching job up there. The actual guy that gave him my job up there at, uh, at Startwell used to be the superintendent actually at Pearl there for a while. And he called my dad. And, of course, I was assistant coach at the time and was trying to get into – being a head coach and he called my dad and he said look i need a head coach and he said well i can stop you before you get off the phone he said i can tell you right now he's standing right here and um from that point uh i went up there for an interview and uh it's stan miller's the guy's name that was actually the athletic director there at the time and he had already retired but he had come back to start well he was previously a principal because before he became pearl's uh superintendent so after he after he retired from being a superintendent he ended up coming back to Startwell, which is where kind of his roots were, and become athletic director. And then, of course, that's where the phone call came from. So I came into that program and wanted to try to build it and try to do everything that Pearl did. Because obviously, you know, anytime that you see something that works, and I think a lot of coaches take ideas, and I tell people all the time that the best ideals are worth stealing, especially if they work, uh, if you can be successful doing that. And um, so I took a lot of the ideas that my dad did. I spent a lot of time also with Mississippi State's coaches and kind of got to know them and got to be around them uh, because they actually were rebuilding their track at the time. Because they were rebuilding their track, they had to come practice at Startwell High School. Lucky for you. So then the uh, once the um, – once their track was done, kind of part of our thing is they allowed us to kind of come over there and be part of their uh, track facility and kind of practice over there on, on some things. So, um, But while I was there at Startwell, like I said, I tried to build their program, and I thought we were pretty successful. I would say probably one of the biggest uh, biggest memories in my mind, even as a coach with the success we've had at Pearl, even since I've been at Pearl, uh, has been even when I was at Startwell. So that my second year that was there in track and field, uh, we actually won the North Half Championship, and my dad won the South Half. So that's cool. That was that was pretty cool. Ooh, and I, who is your mom pulling for? <laughs> well, she she'll, she'll tell you she was pulling for me. <laughs> <laughs> of course she was. So yes. she said, you know, uh, her her. Um, she was tired of seeing him win. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what she said. She said, I'm I'm going to go for Chris on this. So we ended up getting to the state championship, and. Uh, uh, Pearl ended up pulling it out, and uh, we ended up losing by eight points. Startwell did, but like I said, had a very, very successful year. So then that was the year I think that kind of pushed me um, onto the stage to kind of be able to take over at Pearl at that particular point. When and, your dad uh, decided to finally retire, mm-hmm. we're going to pick up with Chris Barnett's story. There, he's the Pearl Boys track and field head coach. Just one state championship number what? That was the. Uh, 61st overall for our program. Incredible. All right, we got more good things coming up next.
upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You're not. We are. You can always find us, too, at your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. We are finishing our conversation with Chris Barnett. He is the Pearl Boys track and field head coach. He has been named Coach of the Year twice in the same year, which I think you're the only Mississippi, at least, track coach to ever get that distinction by the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association. I sure plan. Like half a mile long or something that way to get all that in there. Um, but also, I think the the broader and the cooler story of this is just the legacy there at Pearl High School with cross country, starting with your dad, Woody. You said 1978? And then going on now um, with you being there for this is your 12th sort of season. Y'all walked away state champions again this year. So congratulations. I want to get to a neat story, though, because the complex is named after your dad. But tell us the story about how that that all happened and how monopoly plays into that yeah so um so we ended up um like i said a couple of years before my dad had ended up retiring there was a uh, ray rogers let me start with the, the football stadium is actually named after ray rogers obviously who was a uh, one of our congressmen and like i said very successful as a football player there and there was the voice of the pirates uh for our football games so Toward the end of my dad's re- retirement, uh, before he retired, toward the end of his uh, career before he retired, they uh, came to you know my family and ended up wanting to name the facility after the um, after my dad, who ended up building that facility in the oh one oh two school year, and uh, he ended up, like I said, um, going about it, you know, obviously and ended up building the facility in the 0102 year and built it so that we could host state championships tried to build uh, a a facility that was uh up to date with just most college stadiums is the way that kind of his idea for that and then you know toward the end of his career because of that and uh, the additions that was made they knew that they you know would would need to kind of come in at some point and kind of honor you know what he had built in the program and everything else uh you know for that so that was kind of you know neat for them to come in and do that so that's pretty cool you know um and then you got the opportunity obviously to to um host or at least not i don't know if you've hosted but at least train athletes and then bring home state championships in that field would have to be really cool but but high school is different than college because college you get to recruit. I think you get to recruit and track. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you get to do that. Um, or at least you get a smorgasbord of athletes. You can go out and find the greatest ones that have excelled. High school, you kind of get what you get. I mean, I'm sure there may be some in and out if they're really good. But for the most part, you are you are sort of ushering in or the next class is being ushered in whether you like it or not you know whoever it is so to me that's more impressive to be able to create a culture of great cross country or any athlete at that time and and set a precedence of what pearl can accomplish and to show that you can create championship 
teams, which is what you get. Now that sounds absolutely terrible, but but <laughs> meaning that you're not out like recruiting and sort of getting. And so, what do you think's the secret sauce there between your dad and then you, or or however I'm sure you you have your own twist to it that y'all have been able to maintain a culture of high level of expectation out of the cross country um, department. Well. <clears throat> I, I'll say this, and I'm going to start with one of the the sayings, and, I, and we were talking, I know, during the break about, you know, our, our kids and so forth, but one of the sayings uh, for our kids is, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. And the reason I'm using that is, is that that is true based on what you're saying for the for the high school realm. You, you don't get to recruit. So one of the things that, and I know we were briefly talking about it before we started here today, I would say that one of the most successful things that you can do, and I would say with any coach, is to, to build that program up from your sixth graders that are coming in one of the things that uh and and i know you're talking about being the you know the head track and field coach for the high school but i'm also the track and field coach for the junior high as well so cross country so that's that's kind of one of i would say the secret sauces is that from the seventh grade all the way until the twelfth grade the only thing they hear is my my voice, Coach Kirsch's voice, Coach Trigg's voice, um, you know, any of the coaches that we have on our staff, they're getting to just hear one voice. So there's never a point where a lot of other sports, whether that be at any other school, whether I even be within our school itself, they're always learning from me and there's a relationship. And anytime, you know, as well as you know, that you can build a relationship with a kid and they can believe in you and they know that you care about them, that's going to translate into them wanting to not only play for themselves but also play you know for the coach and for the city and for the and for the mm-hmm. school so that's that's pretty special you know starting with the ground up like i said and i told you that i actually do sixth grade pe so one of the one of the greatest things young yeah, so, <laughs> so, so that's 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 the good thing is is in sixth grade whenever they are in pe because they're required to take pe then i'm getting to see those kids so i'm constantly talking with you them and, recruiting within what i got so i'm talking with them all the time you know about what we got and what you can do and you know how you can help our program and you know we're looking forward to you and then um so i would say getting to see those kids at a very young age the other thing that i would say is because i've been at pearl my whole life my dad's been at pearl my whole life and uh coach kirsch who um has been at pearl his whole life we have a situation to where if if i didn't go to school with their parents then either Coach Kirsch did, or my dad taught their parents, coached their parents, uh, or Coach Kirsch did the same thing, or or they know them through grandparents or some type of connection. So if there's somebody that you know we need to talk to, is it makes it real easy whenever it's just almost a, a pearl connection there. So you kind of know what you're getting, you know, with those particular kids, and you have relationships even with their parents because we've been there their whole life and we know them as well. Another cool thing about the Pearl Track uh, community is you guys got the opportunity to be featured in a movie, One Mile to You, along with yourself. So tell us how that came about. So they actually contacted the school and uh, was trying to look for teams around the state. And uh, whenever they came here, they actually did it uh, at Germantown High School, which in the in the movie is gary high school is what it's listed as but they were looking for teams to actually compete against the teams within the within the movie so we were selected as one of the ones so it's it's pretty neat to actually be the opposing coach in that particular movie that's going against 
who the main characters, main actors were uh, for that. And, you know, like I said, to be part of it. Of course, they, you know, would ask us from time to time just different things of that sort. Just, you know, well, what happens in this situation when y'all are at a meet? We want to kind of recreate that. So that uh, that was pretty neat. And then, of course, uh, the main coach in the movie actually was in uh, one of the Prefontaine movies that uh, that he was actually Prefontaine in the movie. So he had already been in a running movie. And, of course, the guy that was the main runner within the movie, he actually ran in high school. So uh, it was pretty neat. The I will say the thing about being in a movie versus what probably to popular belief or what most people think, we would get out there at 6 o'clock in the morning and may not leave till 10 o'clock at night, and we may shoot uh, a one-minute clip. And I remember coming back home and thinking, we were out there that long just for that? And uh, it just was – it was – I've always wondered why they're on location for eight, nine months for like a two-hour movie. I'm yes. like, what are you fools doing out there? Like, You should be able to get the movie done in this long. So that's one mile to you. you it's, it's streaming on Netflix, and you said other streaming services if anybody wants to sort of check that out. That's right. If you got a parent or grandparent listening, uh, Chris, they may not be in the Pearl uh, uh, community. But, you know, what's your, what's, not, what's your pitch for them to encourage fifth and sixth graders to think about cross-country and track um, as maybe a, a sport of interest? Well, I think especially in, I mean, like I said, not not necessarily for Pearl's team. I, I guess I would say uh, for Pearl it may be just a little bit different. We want to continue the winning tradition, so I want your kid to be able to come and, you know, be part of our program and be part of something special, which I believe, uh, you know, is the top program in the state of Mississippi and then, of course, one of the top programs in the South. I mean, like I said, we've been ranked nationally. So, uh, but as far as just for the outreach for, for our community, I would say as, as far as, Mississippi itself, I think that any time you're able to get kids out that are active, you know, you see a lot of these things out now that are play 60 and things of that sort to where kids are staying active and running and not sitting inside playing video games. Right. <laughs> you know, and so. it's, it feels like cross country takes a lot. I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't take skill. That don't give me. But introducing them to them, most kids can run. Yeah. So at least giving, you know, it's it's a little bit different. If they've been left behind and say, some of the other sports, you feel like by the time they get sixth grade, they need to already be A-star athletes to be able to make teams now. But it feels like cross country and track, you still have an opportunity to learn it because you haven't had the opportunity to be on traveling teams and sort of all that for it. So don't forget about uh, cross-country and track. And, Coach, I hate to do this, but I am from Brandon, and I grew up in Terry, so eat dirt. <laughs> I was like, I have to. <laughs> but I mean that in the most affectionate way possible because you whoop our tail and everything else. So, um, But, no, congratulations, and kudos to what you and your dad have both built there, but you are, you are taking the legacy on. Look forward to many more state championships right here in Rankin County, so I appreciate that. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Well, if she come back, I'll never, never let her go. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. (laughs) 
this a movie that's is it already out or coming out? Oh, it's been out. It's been out. I'm, I'm I have no guesses. Do you have any guesses, Tanya? I'm gonna go with um the Grinch. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like I don't know, but it seems like a classic Christmas yeah. movie. Home Alone. Home Alone. Ah! Oh. This is setting the trap. Ah, yeah. this is when he goes in and does all of his his little things. Okay, I was given given enough time. I was gonna. I was like, you know, you hear it, and now that you say that, you can put yourself right there in the movie mm-hmm. and exactly, um, exactly that place. All right, so we, it's Friday, so we got Tanya. We got movies in case you get enough family time this weekend and you need yeah. to go and catch a movie. There's several, I'm sure, that are out for you. To do. Yeah, it's a great long weekend, so we have a few new ones today, and then we're gonna get a whole nother batch on Christmas Day. So the big new one that was released today is. Is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. And this one, of course, is the sequel to the first Aquaman movie. I really feel like if you like the first one, you're going to like this one. But this one picks up with Aquaman is the king and he finds himself kind of bored. Uh, he's not really happy. He's got a baby. Uh, daddy duty's fun but challenging at the same time and so he's just kind of living life and then all of a sudden a threat from his past presents itself and in order to protect uh atlantis he has to enlist his brother who he himself put into prison so, you He's know, half brother, right? Yes, half brother. And, you know, their story kind of makes me think of Thor and Loki. And, you know, a, a lot of similarities. Uh, the same actor for the brother. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, no, no. It's a different it's actor. actor. It's uh, Patrick Wilson plays uh, his brother, uh, Aquaman's brother. And um, anyway, so, you know, the love-hate relationship, uh, but great action sequences. Some of the CGI wasn't that great, but overall, I thought it was really good. Nicole Kidman, of course, is the mother. She's wonderful, and it just kills me because she's the mother of these two boys, and I'm sitting here watching thinking she looks younger than both of them. (laughs) So anyway, but it's fun. You know, kind of progresses the t- the DC universe a little bit. Um, but again, if you didn't like the first one, you're not going to like this one. It's just kind of more of the same. But it's a fun, you know, night out movie, PG-13. Wasn't it a big de- ordeal if his love interest was going to be the same? Because wasn't she... Um oh. Yeah, it's Amber Heard. Yeah. Uh, she's his wife now. And... Yeah, we, my husband and I saw this last night and we were talking about it as we were leaving that she made such a big deal about being cut from this movie, but we couldn't really tell. So I don't know if she had even a juicier role, but she's definitely in it and has a, a nice part. So, um, she could never be satisfied if you ask <laughs> Team Johnny. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, uh, but on Christmas Day, we've got the boys in the boat to look forward yes. to. And I did get to see this one. It's directed by George Clooney based on a true story um, about right in the heart of the Depression. You've got all of these young men who are struggling just to live. Um, and this group that are attending college, some have no food. Some are struggling to pay their tuition. Our main character, Joe is in both of those camps. He's really struggling to survive. 
and all of a sudden audition or not auditions, but tryouts for the rowing team come along and he learns if he makes the team, he's got somewhere to sleep. He's got food, his tuition's covered. And so he goes for it and they wind up choosing eight men to, um, you know, to be on the team that uh, are all kind of no experience rowers and they go on to beat all of these Ivy League schools. And with that, they get a berth in the Olympics and win that. So um, no spoiler. It's part of history. But um, anyway, I thought it was very well done. I, I really enjoyed it. And um, I think it's a great movie to go check out. If you need, uh, you know, a little boost mm-hmm. in reminding how fortunate you are and um, never give up. Um, but these guys were able to do the impossible because they weren't quitters. I mean, they were survivors. And it sounds and, like it reminds me of the story of the Jamaican bobsled. Team. Yes, it's very much I mean, in it's that just same one, vein. Like, you like, like an underdog that should have no reason, rhyme or reason to right. do it, but just grit and, you know, grace and determination that wins it. Um, yeah, it's, it was amazing. And then another one coming out Christmas Day that is based on a true story is Ferrari. Um, and this is based on, um, the, the guy that we know, I mean, the car that we all know now, but this is the creator's story. Um, he and his wife built the Ferrari company together. He was a former race driver. They were on the verge of bankruptcy. And so he figures the way to kind of pull them out of that is by, you know, participating in this big Italian race that, uh, is like a day long race, very dangerous, but he thinks that's going to get him back on the map. Um, and so it's just kind of that story, what happens during that process. Um, he and his wife have a love hate relationship too. Um, they're struggling because they've lost a child. Um, and then he also has a mistress and a child with that woman that well, doesn't complicate yeah, it. It doesn't really help their marriage there but uh anyway it is rated r so that's one that is definitely for the grown-ups to check out but if you like formula one racing i think you'll really enjoy this movie you'd also enjoy gran turismo am i saying that correctly on yeah. netflix we really enjoyed that did you no affairs in that one yeah <laughs> at least shown them <laughs> yeah. uh, and then also on christmas day uh is the color purple this is a musical adaptation of the film that we saw several years ago and it is wonderful it is so well done um but it's just the story of a woman that faces every hardship that you can imagine but she finds strength and hope in the bonds of sisterhood and um you know this even though i say it's a musical it is a musical it sort of transcends every musical i've ever seen um it's beautiful to watch. Lots of great choreography. I would say this is a movie that you want to grab your sisters and your girlfriends and, and go check it out. Should be a good time. So you have all the options. Yeah, you have a little something for everything for everybody. And then Wonka is still out there. It was number one last weekend. Have you not seen it yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've okay. seen it. I loved it. Um, but if the whole family wants to get out and see a movie i would say wonka is probably the best one so it lived up to its hype i think so i you know you've got some people that didn't like it as much as i did but i thought it checked all the boxes 
And now, is there anything streaming new do you know of that in case we just want to stay in? Well, Maestro is streaming. I saw that. Yeah, and it is also in theaters. So you have the option of going either way. Um, it was just nominated for eight Critics' Choice Awards. Lots of Golden Globes. I'm sure we're going to see some of those names. Bradley Cooper directed it um, and acted in it. Um, and he's gotten nominations for both roles. So uh, I think that's a great one to check out if you're just wanting to stay home. Um, again, the Gran Turismo, which I say it weird, but it's the idea off of the ga- one of the games, and then they become a race car driver that actually ends up being something, and it's about Nissan wanting. Anyway, it's I don't know, and I think I watched it, but like I don't know enough about all that to like give a review. Other than we all really enjoyed it, it's one of those like um, underdog, yeah, sort of wins, and then becomes an actual race car driver, and and there's like family drama because his dad thought he should do something different with his life than play video games. Um, so hey. If your kid's stuck on video <laughs> games, there is hope that they can become an actual professional race car driver. Yeah. One day. I think those are those odds are really slim. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this particular young man made it uh, made it happen. So that's for that's for sure. Well, that's encouraging to a lot of people listening, because I know of a lot of kids playing video games right now. And there may be a lot of parents who just put out a lot of dough for those. uh well, what is it, Rhino? The little the st- racing sim, the racing sim, or whatever it may be. If you know, you know. If you don't know, be grateful because it's very <laughs> expensive. But it's supposed to be very lifelike, and so the idea is this game is super lifelike that you could tr- translate to the track, and then, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I would like to. I would rather just stay on the side of the world. They go really fast. <laughs> when Barbie is streaming this week too, it just s- debuted on Max. Well, Santa's got a lot of hers and yeah. his. <laughs> He'll be delivering uh, this weekend, um, this weekend as well. Is there any you're looking forward to in the future? I guess the big one or the Mean Girls is also being re-released. Can you believe enough time's gone by that they've actually made the movie again? But this is also a musical. Now, all of the ads I've seen. We know it's a musical, but they've yet to play any of the music, so I don't know That's what that means. It's not kind of musical. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if it's that bad or if they're just not ready to share it yet. There you go. Well, get out, watch a movie this uh, Christmas weekend, make it a new tradition, or if you just need to get away from your family, you've got <laughs> options to do that. But stick with us, though. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Nothing more, nothing less. I got one request. all you're getting i heard will say that steve azar's mississippi christmas will not have any share music in it either i got two songs at a whole holiday so (laughs) 
Again, I'm not saying it's a good album. I'm just saying that. It's also two more than any Mariah Carey. I, I have yet to play that this year, and I, I refused. Well, I can stand behind that. She is no longer the Queen of Christmas, which we have acknowledged here on Good Things. And I think sometimes it's good to just, you know, move over and let someone else have a little bit of that uh, particular spotlight. But, you know, Cher gave it her best go. And that last one sounded more like Cher than the first one you played a couple days ago from the Cher Christmas album. And so, no, I do not have it playing on my Spotify, but I'm just appreciative that he indulged me and let me have at least two moments uh, this holiday season. But if you do like Christmas music, then a a Mississippi Christmas with Steve Azar will kick off Sunday, that's Christmas Eve, at 1 p.m., and Santa will be working around the clock with Christmas, and he'll be listening to Super Talk. A Mississippi Christmas with Steve Azar returns, and it starts Starting again, Christmas Eve at 1 p.m. We're going to hear hours and hours of Christmas classics from Mississippi artists. He'll even have a couple of holiday tunes on his guitar. So that is a Mississippi Christmas with Steve Azar. It is brought to you by the Farm Families of Mississippi. And so you can stream it live on supertalk.fm. You can stream it on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station and also on your app. So, again, if you're just out and about and and making uh, travel plans or last-minute pickups on Christmas Eve, turn it on. You can hear some good music, some good tunes. And a very Merry Christmas to Andy and Jackson, Tim from Tupelo, Joe and Quitman, Debbie from Ocean Springs, and Thomas M. McComb. We appreciate you all for wishing us uh, a Merry Christmas. Are you getting geared up? Are you finally in the festive spirit, Rhino? Does it feel like, you know, Christmas yet? Uh Somewhat. I mean, I've got the Christmas tree up. I've got the ornaments on the tree. I've watched a couple Christmas movies. I've been playing all the Christmas music this week. But there's still just a part of it that doesn't quite feel like Christmas, and it probably won't until I just get parked for the weekend. Are you Tupelo plans? Oh, yeah. I'm headed up tomorrow. Headed up tomorrow. Will y'all? What Do y'all have any, like, wonky Montgomery traditions? Like, that's just Montgomery t- traditions. And I don't say wonky. They may not be weird. But meaning well, that they're just... When you said that, it seems like the chocolate orange was the wonky Montgomery Christmas tradition that I've now shared with the world. Well, and the then they were hard... The chocolate orange. And they're hard, they were hard to find last year. Apparently this year, they're not difficult to find. I've had a couple people on the ceasefire text line chime in and say they, they were found easily this year. Share what... Like, what that means to your family. How has that became a tradition? Well, it was just something mom picked up and and started putting in our stockings, and I really liked them. I mean, it started, the tradition started at a period of my life where I was trying to be too cool for everything, Mm -hmm. and it was even difficult for me at that time to, to not show my excitement around the chocolate orange, because it's, A, it's chocolate. And B, it involves mild violence, just a, a, a way to get out a little bit of aggression when you have all this craziness and family and everything going on. Because the secret to it is you, you take it out of the package, and it's in this nice foil wrapper, and it looks like an orange wrapped in foil. It's a little heavier than an orange. And you take it, and you whack it on the table, or a sibling. And then it comes apart in pieces like an orange. So yeah, it was just one of those stocking stuffers that became a tradition and now it's the way that we carry on mom's memory of do you all whack it together i think it's kind of like a kind of like you you know like a toast but 
together? No, because then then you have too many of them open and you wind up eating too much. Gotcha. So y'all whack one and then share it and then in that way and then that's kind of cool. And there's always somebody trying not to not to break theirs up yet. Take it with them so they have their chocolate orange all to themselves. It's crazy to think that that's how Nutcrackers began was actually a functional thing for Christmas season back when many of you may remember as a young lad or maybe been told stories with your own grandparents or parents like getting the walnuts and all the things during this time of year was like part of the Christmas experience and I don't know you may be stronger than me to crack them some guns open you know two at a time two, two in your hands or whatever it may be and crack them that way but the Nutcracker was actually something they brought out to do that with. And now look at us. Would you look at us? We ruined it. We don't. E- they don't even function the way they're supposed to anymore. We just have them decorated everywhere. But there's other ways to get. They sell walnuts. Could you imagine if you were back in the day and you walked into and you just saw. You mean they sell them for you now? Like mind-blowing. Whatever your family's traditions are this coming up weekend, I hope you enjoy them. I hope you take time for the good things, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Rhino and I will meet you back here on the other side of the holiday, but stick with us. you got more coming up next with the boys from 3 to 6. But seriously, we hope you all take time for the good things. Good things for Talk Mississippi Media Production.